The headlines tonight, toad-faced minister eaten by nervous gran, memorial for hero wizard who smothered flames with massive beard, and police hunt down man wearing five jumpers. Welcome to the campaign trip. Our top story. Foreign Secretary Andy Burning has resigned from the front bench after accusations of arson. The fire elemental has been in post for two years and famously brokered a deal with the lava creatures of Thrasis. Prime Minister Gorlack, the betrayer, was quick to name a successor. Lisa Townsland, MP for Shadow Birmingham. Townsland, 43, brings a nervous disposition and cat-like features to the job. Ms Townsland gained some notoriety after her maiden speech in the Commons. Lisa Townsland. Thank you, uh, Mr Speaker. Um, Can I begin by saying what a privilege it is to be making my maiden speech here in this House. Oh. You may. Thank you, Miss Townsland. Now, the Right Honourable Member for... Wait, I, I have more to say. Oh. One question per member. But I haven't asked my question yet. You, you asked if you could say what a privilege it is to be making your maiden speech. That counted as a question? That's true. Now, guards, take her away. No! Ah, get your hands off me! Oh, oh. She brings with her a team of advisers and campaigners. The tiefling wizard, Pen Reganti, halfling monk, Agralad, dragonborn warlock, Perrin Bezonian, and a representative from New Milk, the elf fighter, Victrina, Crested Grebe. Ms Townsland is said to be heading for her first major foreign policy challenge in one of Darth North's overseas territories, the far-off lands. A ship arrives in far-off lands, almost a month at sea. Prime Minister Gorlack the Betrayer insisted on a non-magical ship to carry his delegation for this diplomatic adventure. On board, standing on deck, Lisa Townsland and her team look over the waves to the rolling green meadows, the towering forests and the deeping harbour wall of far-off lands. How do you all do on boats, by the way? Bad. (laughs) I think I'm alright on boats I would have thought Victorine would be alright on boats As long as I've got my chip butty I'm fine (laughs) Well seagulls might be after it now I was happy reading Does Pen not get a bit seasick reading? They have very good balance So as the ship comes into dock uh, Foreign Secretary Lisa Townsend addresses her team with a kind of uh, she salutes you and then realises that's probably not what she's supposed to do and then just kind of uh, stands all Straight and serious, grabs her lapels and says, Okay, team, pals, associates, whatever. We made it. This is a big day for all of us. 
We need to be calm. We I'll need try. to be professional. <laughs> we need to present a calm and collected image and... Oh my God! Ponies! Over the railing, you can see a, a gaggle of the delegation of the far-off lands. Centaurs. Most of them uh, are adults, but there are some foals. Uh, some baby centaurs around and uh, Lisa is kind of looking at them with her eyes as wide as her head uh, sort of glaring with uh, un, un, uh, unguarded glee Lisa uh, Lisa you can't call them <gasps> ponies it's kind of racist <laughs> uh, yes sorry I know but oh my god oh my god oh my god Lisa <laughs> um Breathe. Somebody's somebody's glued people to the tops of their horses. <laughs> uh, they are majestic and enchanting. Uh, their horse bodies are decked out in, you know, three-piece suits, uh, as are their human halves. Uh, you know, so there's two sets of suit and ties uh, on these um, creatures. Uh, Lisa That's is kind weird. of uh, bouncing up and down, being very unprofessional. Uh, I'm not too bothered. I have hoofs <sighs> too. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Calming down now. Sorry, oh, childhood fantasy. I used to be obsessed with this play that used to tour around Shadow Birmingham when I was a kid. Neon Genesis Equangelion. Oh. Oh. But we need to be professional. Yes, 100% professional. Professional. And she tries to put on a, a straight face. She does that thing where she puts her hand wipes across her face. Straight faced. How could you do that? Is that magic? C- c- can you teach me? No, no. I've never been able to do magic. Maybe one day. Right, everybody, put your professional faces on. Follow me, everybody. And then she salutes again and realises that was not the right thing to do. You can see that she's still kind of bouncing a little bit. <laughs> uh, as she, as she walks off, uh, Gorlak is being uh, greeted by uh, some uh, dignitaries. Uh, you shake hands with him. Uh, he has to stand on a little platform uh, to reach up to them because you know he's a goblin and he's quite small. Uh, and uh, there's a bit of a kerfuffle. Uh, and um, as you are walking down the gangplank and uh, into the uh, harbour, uh, you see there's a crowd of people. Some are cheering. Um, crowd of people. Perception check. That's more natural too. Oh, I got a natural 20. 18. <laughs> You're a natural 20. 20. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, Pelerin. 17. 17, cool. Yeah, I got an 18. Okay, uh, Agolad, uh, Victorina and Perrin. Uh You see that there are some people in the crowd who are kind of scowling. Some of these centaurs don't look entirely happy. And uh, Perrin, you see one person preparing and winding up to throw uh, a tomato at Gorlak. What do you I do? I would like to run at the tomato person. Ooh, uh, make an athletics check. Six. Okay. Um, you run at the uh, person with the tomato. Do you shout anything as you're doing this? Oh, blame me. Please don't turn him into a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what is the strange little one doing? Little, I'm tall for a dragonborn. <laughs> Five eight. You, you dive forward and uh, the tomato goes flying over your head and uh, hits Gorlak in the face. Uh, the uh, protester starts uh, shouting 
Hey, get out of here, you goblin. You're not going to take our magic. How dare you? Take your ooze conspiracies out of this country. Have we brought soft fruits and all cream pies of our own? Uh, milk. <laughs> I think Victorina definitely has some new milk. Yeah, but that's usually in a glass bottle, so it's not soft. Uh, no. Uh, a good missile. Um... I will say... Or failing, or failing that, is there a market stall nearby with soft fruits and or cream pies? Probably not. I mean, the, the tomato that was thrown was looking pretty on the ripe side, shall we say. I mean, you'll probably have a bit of provisions in your pack, but it'll be like bread and ship's biscuits that you've uh, stolen from the ship. I'm, I'm going to go and wipe the tomato off garlic. Oh, good, good, good work, Paddy. I'm, oh, I'm going to go and have a chat with the tomato throwing man. Okay, uh, he looks down at you. He's a centaur, so he's a, you know, uh, two heads taller than you, and uh, looks down at you. And what are you doing? You're coming to threaten us as well? No, Victorina Crested Grape, new milk. Very pleased to meet you. I extend my hand. Looks a little confused. He goes, w- w- What are you on about? Um, I, I'm a delegate from new milk. Uh, we've come over from Dar North. Um, can you tell me, do you always um, greet visitors to your country with, with fine gifts of fresh tomatoes? This goblin, this fanatic, you've heard what he's doing in your country. He hates magic, he wants us to lose our magic. I won't let him do that here. I don't, I don't think anyone's trying to replace magic. Uh, Gorlak looks a little sheepish as you say this. I give him Some a hard the, uh... stare. <laughs> Uh, the uh, centaur secret police kind of like rush in with their sunglasses and um, uh, earpieces. Right, right, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop. Uh, and uh, they take the protester away. And uh, as he's being taken away, he goes, You've not heard the last of me. I heard it right from the horse's mouth. I mean, not the horse's mouth. I mean, right from the source. I've got an inside source. That goblin can't be trusted. That bit CID then. <laughs> Gorlak is, uh, again, like having the uh, tomato brushed away by pen, and uh, he says, oh, th- Thank you, Mr. Vacante. That was... Uh, I knew there would be some opposition, but I didn't think it would be quite so... Uh, Fruity? Or quite so, yes. Uh, but, uh, come on, we, we mustn't, uh, mustn't dilly-dally. Uh, it's, uh, hopefully nobody got any photographs of that. Uh, that would be most embarrassing, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't take any photos. I don't believe that for a second, Baron. <laughs> I, 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 I've never been able to own... But do you think there's a photography shop out in the forest? Well, uh, some, some in my cabinet do follow your Insta, uh, Instagram. Not... Hmm. Okay, there needs to be a fantasy Instagram. What would it be called? Um, Fanstagram. Fanstagram. <laughs> it's mostly leaves. If That's they true, follow actually. it, they'll know it's mostly leaves that look like dragons. Can you take pictures of leaves oh. or you just put leaves off the Fanstagram? Both. <laughs> uh, eventually you are uh, led away uh, from the um, uh, the harbour uh, Lisa looks a little uh, embarrassed as she's um, coming along and uh, sort of gives you a nod pen for good work back there you saved face a little nice try Perrin better look next time you can't exactly go around punching protesters in the face can you why not? Well, you can't, because you can't reach their faces. <laughs> Are you making a short joke again? Not at all. That's got some right cheek, though, has. Oh, let's not get too uh, lost in the reeds, shall we? 
<laughs> and another short joke. No. How is that? Never mind. Besides, I'm a cat, and cats often get lost in reeds. It's sort of a self-deprecating, you see? More sizes comments. I think you've got a very small chip on your shoulder. This is a big deal for me. A big job. It means a lot to me. Can we please not have conflict within the team? Why? I'm now, actually trying Vitrina to apologise to Agrilad. I'm sorry, Agrilad. Now, Agrilad, do you accept her apology? Well, I would if I thought she meant it. Ooh. Okay. Let's put a pin in that for now, shall we? Ooh, really ooh, ooh, I have one. some pins in my pack. <laughs> Uh, you are eventually led to a line of magical carts that are ready to take you to see the Prime Minister of Far-Off Lands. Uh, these are large, tall, they're built for centaurs, so they have really tall doors uh, and a kind of like hay-like floor on the inside and high windows that you can't really see out of. Uh, on the back of the cart you see a large crystal that is sort of pulsating with purple magic. Uh, a centaur driver sits in the front, uh, and you can see he's got a complicated system of uh, pedals and a steering wheel. Uh, the pedals are uh, operated by his horse uh, hooves, and uh, obviously the steering wheel Is by his human like, hands. And uh, I, saw, I saw a play, you know, back back in um, back, back in Dardorf, uh, the the Flint Rocks, and they had a car that had no. Has <laughs> <laughs> anybody else seen the Flint Rocks? Is that? Just oh, no, it's. Uh, it does rocks. have a bottom. It does have a bottom, and uh, as you step into it, uh, it starts to move almost of its own accord, and you feel the magic sort of pulsing through the car, uh, moving the wheels as the uh, centaur like presses down on some of these panels, uh, and it's, uh, it's it's a very complicated system, uh, but it seems to work. Uh, and this is my tremendous attempt to make a car that works for centaurs. <laughs> Once out of the port, you are taken uh, on the magical carriage ride through the port city of Equestatropolis and uh, towards the parliamentary palace where the country's uh, prime minister resides. Uh, On the way, you see a country built for centaurs, massive stable doors, uh, human and horse facilities, uh, a thriving and varied economy. Uh, Magic mirrors are being advertised still in this country. Uh, They don't seem to have fallen out of favour quite as they have in Darnorth. Uh, You see sports teams advertised. Uh, Quick, everybody, think of a uh, horse-related sports team that there could be. Broncos. The Broncos, there you go. (laughs) Well done, that was quick. Uh, uh, and their, their closest rivals, the Colts. Ah, that's very good. That's very good. Uh, there's also there are the Chargers, yes. See, this and is the Mustangs <laughs> and the Saddles. Yep, there's a team called the Saddles. <laughs> They're very sad. Um, and and one of their <laughs> managers is Francis Forlock. Uh, uh, I'm pretending I get these jokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there is a, a booming uh, magical industry, it seems, uh, and uh, above everything, looming over the city, you see a giant pyramid. Uh, it's kind of like the central point of the city around every- on which everything seems to have been built. Uh, as you're driving towards it, uh, the uh, driver le- uh, sort of turns over, uh, his, like, looks over his shoulder, and says, uh, "Ah, yes, the pyramid of Dimerit." Built by our ancestors to house the centre of our power. Wait, the centre or the centaur? 
<laughs> I was coming to that, you beat me to it. That's a little joke I like to tell when I have tours. And I am giving tours, by the way, for a small fee. It's essential. It, do, do, is it a cent? I give him a slice of bread. <laughs> he looks at it and goes, A little do. <clears throat> once upon a time, there was once a deep well of magic crystals here in the far-off lands, but over the centuries it got more and more difficult to extract. In modern times, it takes some pretty advanced tools to even get at it. Had to hire private firms to do most of it. Expensive work. May I ask a question? Of course. Why do you refer to your own country as the far-off lands? Surely they're nearer to you than other lands which are far-off. An excellent question, my good lady. Many years ago, this country was... Um, founded, shall we say? Founded by a wise explorer from Dar North. They came across the sea with the Great Armada and founded these lands in the name of the old monarch. They were considered far off from Dar North, so the name Far Off Land stuck. This was as far as the old monarch's empire reached. They were only stopped by, well, you know who. Jamie Childs? No, the Dark Lord. Ooh. Just to the north of us, in the frozen wastes, lie the Angerlands, where the Dark Lord Vectros sits in power and has done for a thousand years. It's a long time to sit down for. I struggle for 20 minutes. Yes, well, you know I how immortals can be. I hear that the Dark Lord might have... an orb. Sounds quite cool. <laughs> Dealt with those before. I mentioned the orb only because, well, my brother runs a magic item business. He sells orbs. If you're in the market for some magical orbs or something like that, I can see from your faces that you might not be interested. What? 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 I, I, not I, so sure about the magical ones, but I do fancy a bit of sweet meat. <laughs> what kind of magic are they? And what are you in the market uh, for? Are they... they do transmutation, uh, conjuration, uh, aberration, divination. Do you have any necromantic magic? I think we used to. Shh, a lot shh, of them were bought up, I'm afraid. That Reflections yes. Corporation. But I hear they've closed now, so who knows? Yes. As you're driving along, uh, the car the cart shudders and uh, comes to a stop. And you're almost sort of jolted out of your seats. But uh, because safety, you're all wearing your safe, safe, safety belts, aren't you? No. Oh. Yes. Agrolad, <coughs> make a dexterity yes. saving throw. Dexterity saving through, I got an eight. Okay. Please take two points of falling damage. Two? Uh, as you are slammed up against the window. Uh, and because the window's quite high up, that's quite a fall. Um, the uh, driver goes, Oh, bugger! Uh, and he clip-clops out of the um, front of the car and comes around and uh, opens the back up and... Uh, from your vantage point, you all see a cloud, a plume of smoke come out of the engine. <coughs> oh no! Oh dear! 
as you sort of scramble out to see what's going on, you see that the uh, power crystal uh, on the back looks to be somewhat damaged and is kind of uh, belching out some uh, acrid uh, magical smoke. Uh, and um, the uh, driver... It don't look right, that. It does not look right at all. May I help? You got any proficiency with magic at all? Well, I am a wizard. Uh, what are you doing? Are you just going to investigate it? Uh, yes. Okay, do an arcana check. Ten. It's broken. <laughs> oh dear. I, 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 I think it's broken, sir. Can we fix it? You've got to help me. If they found out what I've done. What have you done? Well, I may possibly have sort of maybe used a third-party magical power crystal. Trying to help my brother, you see? It's to power the car, but it's obviously not compatible. Well, that's the problem with your third-party crystals, if you don't know their provenance, is that they do tend to fall to bits. Um, it's these cheap, cheap knockoff imports. Oh dear. Would we be able to recharge it? No, we need a replacement or a mechanic. But if they find out I've been tampering with one of Dexon's crystals, they'll take me to his castle. Dexon? Ah, Dexon, he's in charge of all the magical energy in this country. His company provides all of the enchanted artifacts around here. Power crystals, orbs, placements of heat, bracelets of potential energy, all that stuff. He's a 20-foot-tall being of pure magical power. They call him the Energy Giant. Bracelets of potential wow. energy. Yes. <laughs> so you put them on yes. top of an hill and wait for them to roll. <laughs> All bracelets have potential energy if you drop them out of a flight. I can see how he might have a slight conflict with Gorlak's policies. He used to be an oil giant, but he's expanded since then. Yes, he does sound huge. Literally. I, I believe that Gorlak thinks that the workers should own the means of production. Uh, Lisa uh, hops out of the car and uh, kind of like walks all the way around it and uh, she says, Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'm sure we can make our way to the Prime Minister's office on our own. I mean, how hard could it be? Uh, and uh, the driver goes, But what am I supposed to do? They want me, you darn alternatives were selfish. I guess that's true. Um, you're going to abandon me here. Well, we, we've no. diagnosed your problem, which is that your crystal is broken. Where can we get another one? Lisa is nodding along because... Ah, okay, fine. I used to drive a similar cart back when I worked at the post office. I might be able to reroute the power through the secondary channel, and if I reverse the polarity of the negative feedback loop... Hmm, but we would need a small magic crystal to engage the retrofit. Engage the retrofit by hitting it with a large spammer. Team, do you reckon you could rustle me up a small crystal and maybe a couple of tools? A mini quest? I, I don't see why not. I mean, don't see why it has to go. Popping down the shops for a power crystal suddenly becomes the quest for energy. <laughs> it's not really a quest, is it? Um, it's almost like we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <laughs> Can yes. we put it on expenses? Oh, definitely. Sure. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sort all that out. Don't worry about it. Right. Let's go questing to the shops, then. <laughs> so, uh, you had... Has anyone got any farvings? I'm completely drastic. <laughs> you can put it on expenses. Um, so you'll be all right. 
you head down uh, the uh, the driver sort of gives you a few directions uh, to the sort of market square uh, as you're going a lot of the centaurs who are kind of like towering over you as they kind of clip clop past you uh, they regard you as something of suspicion because you know you're not centaurs and you're standing out like a sore couple of sore thumbs or sore feet yes uh, in the I do have hooves. No, you, you do have hooves. Yeah, so your pen is blending in a little better than the rest of you, perhaps. Uh, only two, uh, but it's enough. They do clop. But they do clop. Um, I forgot about that. I'll have to uh, put in some, some uh, foley of uh, clip clopping every time pen starts walking. Um, <laughs> well, not necessarily, but you know, not necessarily every, every time. time. Um, How you come you to such cloppy feet. Oh, this is good. Yeah, he's not a rogue. With difficulty. Um, yes. I've got a plus one on stealth, but I don't know if that's just on carpet or not. <laughs> <laughs> Must be on carpet, otherwise get disadvantage. <laughs> uh, eventually you come to the market square, but there seems to be a bit of a disturbance. Uh, while there are a lot of, um, you know, your stereotypical um, D&D world markets, albeit somewhat taller because centaurs, uh, there is something of disturbance going on. Uh, you can see a little stage has been hastily constructed in the middle of the ta- of the uh, market square, and somebody in a pantomime horse is dancing around, singing a silly little song. And you hear him saying, "Nay, nay, don't you know horses are beasts of burden? Well, your prime minister has a big burden, by which I mean a big ass." And there's sort of laughter from the crowd. And hasn't he made a big mess of this country? What a silly horse! Somebody should send him to the glue factory! There's uh, more laughter. <gasps> Look! Some very silly people from Darnorth have come to judge you all! And people turn on you and start booing. What do you do? I stride up to the stage and remove his silly pat on my head. Ooh, uh, make a sleight of hand check. Well, um, I don't think you're doing this stealthily. Uh, so just a dexterity. Stealthily, I'm just kind of storming up there. Uh, yeah, make a dex. Oh. dex. I'm grabbing a bowl of popcorn and sitting down to <laughs> watch the horse team. Ooh, wow. Okay, yeah. You snatch the uh, the horse head off, and uh, the face that greets you uh, is pale, oh, uh, with uh, a mess of floppy hair. Uh, he has bright red lips that almost look like the it has been painted on uh he has green um makeup around his eyes that look almost like tears but uh his uh, face almost looks like it's been painted with a smile and uh he grins up at you uh can you make a history check for me all of us or just <laughs> yeah all of you 17 17 17 no. <laughs> you don't know who this is 17 11 I think even with an 11 you'll know this because this man is quite famous in Darnorth. Uh, this is former mayor of Parliament Hexagon, bungling Uncle Bors, who has been something of an entertainer slash journalist slash politician for a while. Uh, and he, his voice rings very familiar uh, until, and, until you realise that I you met him you. Yes, in our last adventure. You bit my finger. Oh, was that him? Bojo <laughs> the Clown. <laughs> uh, a lot of the crowd sort of turns on him and uh, he sort of lifts his hands up and goes, Look at me! 
Now I'm a centaur just like you. And he points to the back of the pantomime horse. Troublemaker. Hold up the microphone. Well, you are just a troublemaker. My mother warned me about men like you. Ooh, mummy's boy. I, I take hold of the microphone and address the crowd. Um, I think you should know that this man is mocking you. He is no real centaur. Um, he believes you are beasts of burden to be enslaved and to carry stuff about for the likes of him and his posh friends. Ooh, uh, make a persuasion check. 17. Okay, yeah, there's sort of general murmurings and people turning on boars. And he looks a little worried. Uh, and uh, he says, I had to flee. I had to flee from Darnoth because they're trying to take all of its magic away, you know. And that goblin, that goblin there, he wants us to lose our magic here in the far off lands too. Wait, your magic? That, that, you're from Darnoth. This isn't your magic. Well, I had to flee here, didn't I? Had I had to? to flee here. Yes, because your goblin is trying to get rid of people who are magical, lands, you know. Hmm? Far off lands. I believe if you have tomatoes, you should throw them now. Uh, I think with your 17, some of them do throw them. Uh, and uh, Bors goes sort of stumbling off the stage. Uh, and uh, as he sort of falls over and, I don't know, farts or something, uh, there's more sort of laughter. Uh, make a perception check. I'm still no good on perception. 19. Ooh. Got a few. Okay. Uh, Victrina and Aguilad, you both see that as people are laughing, um, his painted on smile seems to get bigger and more of a grin. And uh, he stands up uh, with his um, the lower half of the um, pantomime horse has sort of been torn off. And you see a sort of uh, weedy little man inside uh, who also has a sort of clownish face. Um, but Bors looks at you um, as the laughter um, sort of grows, and he takes a little bow, but he's still sort of giving you this terrifying grin as he and his uh, associate go capering off into the streets and vanish from view. That lad there's a bit soft in Ed. Imagine having your head that close I to his I think he's going to be trouble. <laughs> Did I see how his grin got bigger when everyone was laughing at him? Yeah, it's like he feeds on Aye. things. Powered by joviality. Explain why he ran away here. <laughs> uh, make an insight check, actually. Everyone? Um, yeah. But I think Perrin specifically. I got a five. No, I didn't. Okay. I got a fifteen. I can't read numbers. Twelve. Twelve. Okay, um, you don't entirely believe him when he says he ran away here. You get the impression like and from his stink it's a stink you recognize from the ship and you think he may have stowed away and followed you here it is a little bit coincidental that he's been in two places we've been recently do you think he's following us oh god i hope not (laughs) if he is following us we're gonna have to do something about it because he's immensely irritating um, there is a crystal shop that you spot uh, at the end of the um, market square uh, and a kindly old shopkeeper, uh, a, an old lady centaur, uh, is sort of stood outside sweeping up a little bit and uh, as you approach uh, she uh, waves and says Oh hello little ones, I am Lapith, welcome to my store of wonders 
Can I interest you in the latest Magic Mirror model, complete with self-polishing screen and 160 giganomes of memory? I've heard bad things. I'm happy with my current model. Ah, you're from Darnorth, I see. Oh. Oh. I'm not. You can recognise my accent. Well... I also saw in the newspaper there is a delegation from Darnorth coming. There is, but uh, we hide neither of them a magical crystal. I can certainly sort that out for you. Come in, come in. And she leads you into her little uh, shack, shall we say. Uh, the walls are kind of lined with uh, little crystals and uh, little knickknacks. Uh, you also see a lot of like tourist trap uh, stuff, like little replicas of buildings and... Uh, uh, you see a little replica of the Great Pyramid that you saw. How much does um, it cost? And... It's not 100% accurate, but since the original designs were stolen, it's been hard to get proper replicas. Doing it by sight alone is tough. It's half price, two copper It's charming. Can they, break, can they break a gold? Yes, I think I have some change. Uh, yeah, and she gives you a change of two copper pieces. You might have been able to get that on expenses, you know, I correct? <laughs> oh, this is for me. What, knickknacks? I'm going to send this back to the temple. <laughs> Gardener Graham will love this. Yes, well, alas, it's not too accurate, like I said. The blueprints were stolen. You know who I blame? The Dark Lord, sending spies over here to steal our tourist attractions. Really? Oh, yes. Over there to the north... Vectra sits in power, growing every day. Our own government is terrified of what she might do. Prime Minister Bliss will do anything he can to keep her at bay. That's why he invested so heavily in Dexon's magical energy supplies. And she picks up a little magical crystal and uh, looks at it with kind of a bit of annoyance. Ever since Dexon got the monopoly, it's not been the same. Everything's tripled in price. They say production is up tenfold, then why isn't it a tenth of the price? Well, I believe magic should be free of the price of the source. Well, I'd be out of a job if it were. There's plenty of it. Oh, well, well, you know what I mean. I thought you darn northerners were against magic. Thought you believed in the no, ooze. I believe in... You, you you can't tar us all with one brush. Can't tar us all with one bucket of ooze. <laughs> the ooze people are a well. bit strange. You have a quick look around the uh, shop. Make an investigation check as you're as you're kind of browsing while she gets your um, specific uh, magic crystals. Ooh, nineteen. Nineteen. Twenty-four. Ooh. Now this is the kind of shopping <laughs> tendency. Um, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Um, Perrin, what kind of thing is Perrin interested in? Are there any either books or really tacky um, headbands? Ooh, I'll say there is a nice little wooden circlet that's uh, got sort of leaves, almost like a flower crown, but with just a sort of. Yes, give my little dragon child a flower crown. That'll be a single copper piece. Oh, yes, I I have that. I I, I understand money. Here you go. Economy! (laughs) I will send you the uh, item details of that. uh, Oh, wait, have I just bought a magic flower crown? Potentially. I love this game. This is a magic shop, what do you expect? <laughs> a regular flower. Uh, Aguilad, what were you after? 
Um, I'm looking for hippie style um, items, so like headbands and caftans and okay. flower power right, necklaces. You find a little and uh, so on necklace, so yeah, that's sort of uh, got a load of uh, like stars and things and uh, little. Uh, um, you know, like like sort of shark's tooth kind of things that hippies would wear. Uh, you find one of those, and uh, the shopkeeper says, "That'll be a single copper piece." Tell you what, lass, I'll give you two for this. Oh, thank you very much. And, uh, she takes it, uh, and you have one hippie necklace. I I will think up something that it can do. <laughs> uh, Victrina, what are you after? Well, I don't really understand why people have things in their houses. Um, I mean, really, you know, your house is the place where you go when you finish work. I mean, I don't understand why people would need, you know, little models of pyramids or, <laughs> you know, things to dust. I don't really... But does she have any, I don't know, let's just say on a whim, dairy-related products? <laughs> I think you find... Um, what did you get again on your investigation? Twelve. Twelve. Okay, I think you find a small milk bottle shaped potion bottle oh, uh, oh that's, and, actually, uh, that's actually rather sweet and yeah it's the kind that can be put on a necklace as well shall we say oh, yeah. oh it's like like a tiny little bottle of milk oh yeah I, I'm, I'm quite taken with that yeah two two copper pieces she says oh, for that one. Oh, oh, I, I, I will follow Aguilad Sterling example and give you three. Oh, rather nice of you uh, Pen, uh, you, I imagine, are looking for books. Books, bones, books Ooh. made out of bones. bones okay, yeah, I like think books. you find a rather old-looking tome uh, with bones sort of etched into it. Uh, and uh, near to it, you see a little model that has been carved out of bones. A uh, uh, What looks like a sort of uh, model of a city, a sort of city-in-a-bottle type thing, shall we say. Uh, with sort of domes and it's spires. A little, a little bone city. Uh, and uh, Lapith comes up to you and says, Oh yes, I made that myself. It's a perfect replica of the domed citadel of the Great Alliance. A bit of an obsession of mine. They're the one thing that keeps the Dark Lord awake at night. Nations working together for a common cause. But beware, they say there is something not quite right within the GA. With great power comes, well, politics here. And she hands you the little um, uh, city in a bottle, has it? I'll give you that one for free. I have a feeling it will come in useful. Does it oh, do anything? Thank you, madam. Uh, can I take the book of his book as well? No, it's not for sale. That's my diary. Oh. <laughs> I left it out by mistake. Drat. <clears throat> well, run along now, dearies. And she hands you uh, a little bag, a uh, little sort of paper bag with uh, the magic crystals in. Uh, Don't go get into any trouble, will you? Uh, and I think she tosses you a, a little sort of feather on a string for um, for temerity. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Temerity is is kind of like quiescent at the moment. So. <laughs> you head back to uh, Lisa and uh, the cart and uh, it's looking the smoke has stopped billowing uh, and Lisa's just kind of sat on the edge of the cart waiting for you to come back and uh, you can see that she's on her magic mirror talking to someone and uh, as you get close um, you overhear 
she's got it on speaker and she's kind of looking a little frustrated as she's talking and the, you can hear the person on the other side saying well you see what it is is uh, we want to move Trevor's stuff out of his bedroom into the spare room so we need you to come help Dad I'm working we'll just get some time off it's just for the afternoon I'm in another country right now hey, what are you doing there I'm the foreign secretary, Dad, like I told you yesterday. Oh, please, this is a huge deal. I don't see why you can't come home and help your old dad. Why can't Trevor move his own stuff? You know Trevor's got a big important meeting today with Mr Murdoch. Big contract. I am doing important things. I'm meeting the Prime Minister of another country. Well, as soon as you're done, love, come home and we'll move the stuff. Shall we say seven o'clock? No, sorry, Dad. I've got to go. My team is here. She hangs up and looks at you and goes, Ah, you came back just in time. Did you get the crystals? Look. Do you like my new flower crown? I think it's pretty. I like the orange one in the middle the best, but the pink one on the side's good too. It's quite pretty. Is it magic? Yes. I didn't think it was. I just thought it was pretty. And then I put it on my head and it's like, wow, I feel the magic. Uh, I think the rest of you have noticed that a couple of little flowers have sprouted since uh, Perrin put it on. So uh, Lisa sets about uh, fixing the uh, cart, but you can see that she looks a little troubled. um, And uh, by the time it's uh, finished and you're all back in the cart uh, moving again, uh, she's looking a little kind of depressed, shall we say, as you're going along. What do you do? Lisa, you look sad. You're doing the thing with your face where it's not happy. Are you okay? It's just... I love my dad, don't get me wrong, and I'm sure he loves me. Always been expecting great things from all of us, but I don't think he respects me. All my brothers, sisters and siblings all got jobs with the big factory or at the newspaper. I wanted to go into public service and I don't think he, you know, gets it. I mean, I've never had, well, I must have had a dad, but... Here, here, let me tell you something that always cheers me up. Look at the sky. It's there. Doesn't that just cheer you up? Knowing that it's always there above us and whatever happens, the sky's still there. Until it falls on your head. When has that ever happened to you? <laughs> well, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to this poor Yeti when I was flying over mountains. <laughs> uh, Perrin, can you make a... Persuasion mm-hmm. check. Um, I'll give oh, you really? advantage because this was very, this was oh, very thank sweet. You. You're gonna get a lot of that from Perrin. Mm-hmm. I've got a natural twenty. Ooh, I think she does. Uh, she perks up a little bit and goes, "You know what, Perrin? You're right. Mum used to be more understanding. She said local politics was too small. Always wanted me to aim higher." She's starting to look a little proud of herself and she says, Global politics is where it's at. Fighting the ooh, stopping the dark lord, making deals with the GA. Oh, she was obsessed with the Great Alliance. Had books on it. She died about five years ago. Used to work in a magic mirror plant. Got sick one day and within a few months, she was gone. There was a hospital in the Elflands that said they might be able to treat her. But it was too late. Couldn't get the visas in time. But still, thank you, Perrin. I'm so sorry about your mum. It's okay. I'm sure she'll be very proud of you. 
You do a very nice purr. You should be proud of your purr. Um, uh, thank you. You're so welcome. Eventually, you come to the Palace of Parliament. Uh, it's humongous wooden beams, high walls, tall windows and doors. Think the Golden Hall of Edoras, but stretched vertically. Um, you are met at the gate by, again, more Secret Service centaurs uh, with their suits and ties and sunglasses. Um, they are the only people in this entire fantasy world that wear sunglasses. Um, and, uh, you are met by... Oh, she did, didn't she? Yeah, okay. They were the people in this country. Yeah, they were star-shaped ones. These are like cool Secret Service sunglasses. I've got to get me some of them. <laughs> Do they come size? Oh, Will you stop with the sizes stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think Lisa just gives you a look, Victrina. Uh, you are greeted by a um, a large uh, centaur uh, in a suit. She says, uh, "Greetings, Foreign Secretary and Staff. My name is Sharon, and uh, you must uh, leave your weapons at the door. You must sign in over here." And uh, if you would follow me to the meeting room, you are already late, I'm afraid. Sorry, there was cars. Car trouble. Uh, tell it to the Prime Minister. <clears throat> so the doors open with a tremendous creak of wood, revealing beyond a hallway of polished cedar. Uh, the walls are carved with images of centaurs doing loads of really cool stuff <laughs> like skateboarding, karate, <laughs> playing rock music, you know cool stuff that centaurs definitely do. I'm paying close attention to the karate bits. <laughs> uh, I think with your knowledge you know that the karate moves that they're doing are all wrong. Oh, bloody fakes. Every single last <laughs> bloody one of them. I'm not trying to work out how they get all of their hooves on the skateboard. <laughs> Big skateboard. Those are, our, those are our esteemed ancestors who did loads of really cool shit so don't go disrespecting them. I can them. beat them all with my hands tied behind my back. Let nobody be any in any doubt that we centaurs are cool as all fuck. <laughs> uh, that those words are carved above um, <laughs> these murals. Love it. Uh, so Sharon uh, leaves you leads you through some corridors and long rooms and to past a coffee bar where several centaurs are drinking out of a long trough full of coffee. Um, oh God, I hate and it. Sharon... <laughs> uh, so you come to the meeting room and. Uh, you, uh, Sharon knocks on the door and there's a bit of shuffling and uh, it's opening, opened. Oh, oh, uh, apologies, Prime Ministers. Oh, the car broke down. Oh, this is my team. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, everybody. Penny's standing at the back, kind of like, hoping not to be noticed slightly. <laughs> I, I nudge uh, Penn so he stumbles forward. <laughs> Uh, within, you find a long, massive table. It's a bit too tall, even for Perrin. Uh, the centaurs are all sat on small benches so their horse bodies can sit down on them, uh, while their humanoids are uh, sitting. While the humanoid people are sitting in what look like high chairs, so it's kind of a bit humiliating. Uh, you see Gorlak uh, sat there, and next to him, his husband Croc is there with a hot cup of coffee in his hands. Uh, the Prime Minister of the Far-Off Lands is a rather severe-looking centaur with sort of greying fur and an old corduroy suit. Uh, he gives you a grunt as you come in. 
and uh, Gorlack sees you and says, uh, Hello, friends. Uh, glad you could make it. Uh, may I introduce Mr. Bliss, uh, Prime Minister of the Far Off Lands? Uh, this is uh, uh, Victorina Crested Greeble, uh, Pen Regante, uh, Perrin Bazonian, and uh, Aguilad. Uh, I'm sure he has a full name, but I can't remember it. That right is now. a full name. Ah, well, there we go. Uh, and uh, my uh, good foreign secretary, uh, Lisa Townsland. And uh, Mr. Bliss says, If we could get down to business, as I was saying, Mr. Betrayer, your offer is utterly unacceptable to us. We will not be giving up our magic and we will not be giving up our security. Too much of our society relies on it. There's no discussion to be had. Good day. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You haven't even heard our negotiations yet. And uh, he kind of like gestures to you lot to kind of uh, back him up on this. Yes, um... I, I, oh, blimey. Um, speaking as a wizard for myself, um, I, I don't believe we are here to take magic away from people. I... You have made an embarrassment of me and my government just by coming here. And then you have the audacity to have your foreign secretary turn up late. Why should I give you the That's time the of day? We did, well, we did help to fix it. It was some kind of, you know, imported crystal. Are you saying that my people produce shoddy workmanship that broke down? No, because it was an imported crystal, so it was obviously from somewhere else. Uh, can you roll persuasion? I can. Uh, six. He shakes his head and says, If you cannot give us good reasons to stay with you, I'm afraid we will have to draw up legislation to declare independence from Darnold. <laughs> Give me a moment. And she turns to you, Lot, and says, What do we do? Oh, I can't lose any overseas territories on my first day in the job. Hey, breathing, remember? Like the sky breathes. Breathe huh. like a cloud would breathe. Yes, breathe like a cloud would breathe. I'm giving in the wispy floaty, wispy floaty, out like the rain. We are magical peoples. We couldn't give up magic if we tried. And why would we want to make anyone else give up their magic? I don't know where you've got this idea from that we want to make you give up your magic. It's this talk of the ooze that your Prime Minister keeps talking about. It's nonsense. Magic has no negative side. It's impossible that human civilization could be causing a global change in magical atmosphere. It's as nonsensical as necromancers on the moon. Surely necromancers on the moon is very magical. Um... She has a point. I'm a reasonable centaur. If you can give me some good reasons to say with you, I'm willing to consider it. This new foreign secretary of yours must have some ideas. And sort of all eyes turn on Lisa and she looks at all of you and looks down and says, Well, what if we join the Great Alliance? Oh. Gorak kind of turns slowly, mouth agape. Sorry, Prime Minister. I know it's not supposed to be announced yet, but we have plans to join the GA. And if we do, it'll make us stronger, more secure, both uh, magically and um, economically. Also, I believe there are Great Alliance rules protecting countries from having other countries come in and try to take their magic. And that was my point exactly. Uh, Mr Bliss kind of looks at you all and goes... I see. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you see. I'm glad you see our point. I, I would like that to embrace easy. this opportunity for us to move forward together. 
I need to talk to my cabinet about this. I shall expect a full proposal, though. I will give you 24 hours to bring me something I can take to my parliament. Then I will think about it. Good day. He gets up and uh, trots out with his uh, entourage. And uh, as soon as the doors close, uh, Gorak flumps forward, head in hands, and goes, Lisa, you just lied to the Prime Minister of Far-Off Lands. No such plans were in your briefing notes. No such plans have been discussed in our cabinet. And she turns to you lot and goes, Did you talk her into this? Well, I think that all went very well. I was going to suggest cheese. I have to say I quite like it here. I like the magic. I don't see why we should alienate them by forcing them to give up something that they need. Um, Gorak gives you a dark look and says, he sort of puts out his hand and does some prestidigitation and uh, some little sparks fly between his fingers. And he says, I'm a sorcerer. Not a lot of people know that. We've kept it rather quiet. Cranky. But uh, there are dark things on the horizon, my friends. I fear that a time may be upon us when the ooze shall indeed choose. I've felt it for quite some time now. There have been people falling deathly ill. There have been towns and cities across the world that have seen a rise in ooze levels. Something must be done. But the only thing that can be done is to reduce the amount of magic used in the world, because the ooze feeds off it. If there was anything that I could do to keep my magic, don't you think I would do it? I'm afraid there isn't. You know you know what we need? Hmm? We need the legendary immortal chicken foot. He'll save us. I'm sorry? The legendary immortal chicken foot? Is he right. a magical being? No, he's just one of the greatest monks of Ek. And a master of the arts of Ekithum. You can Ekithum the ooze. Don't think karate chopping it. Shall we call that plan B? (laughs) Okay. We've got 24 hours. I want you lot to investigate who holds the real keys to power here. Because something got that Prime Minister spooked. Who influences Parliament? And what can we do about it? If we can sway them or or remove some threat, we might be onto something. But, Lisa... You're on very thin ice. The Campaign Trail referendum was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Perrin Bazonian, Stephen Poor as Penrigante, Joanne Hall as Victorina Crested Grebe and S. Naomi Scott as Aguilad. Dana Croft was the newsreader. Genevieve Savayan played Lisa Townsland. Rostislav Kurkra was the driver. Ukri Pulianin was Mr. Bliss. Helmi Halonin was the shopkeeper. And Hani Halonin was the protester. The theme music was produced and performed by Aim Phoenix. 
Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can support the campaign trail by going to patreon.com forward slash the campaign trail. We have special perks such as our exclusive Discord server and early access to episodes and the chance to have your own D&D character appear in the show. You can follow the campaign trail across social media on Twitter at the campaign cast on facebook.com forward slash campaign cast and on Instagram. Also, we are at the campaign trail.co.uk and on soundcloud.com forward slash Joel Corner and wherever you find podcasts. So until next week, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. Thank you.